Good morning, everybody, and welcome. And the young ladies who are making their first Holy Communion today, of course, they are especially welcome to our midst. When we come to Mass on, on weekends, we always hear that expression, let us proclaim the mystery of faith. So there are different mysteries of, within our faith. For example, on uh, Easter Sunday, we celebrated the, the resurrection uh, of Jesus, which is a big mystery. Last Sunday, we celebrated the, the feast of the Blessed Trinity, the fact that in the one God there are three persons, another great mystery. And today, we celebrate the feast of Corpus Christi. Uh, translated into English, it means the feast of the body and blood of Christ. It acknowledges the fact that here on this altar, Jesus becomes present under, under the appearance of bread and wine. And this feast takes us right back to, to the Last Supper. It takes us back to the night before Jesus died. Because on that night, we're told, he gathered his intimate followers around him. And he, in the course of a meal, we're told that, we're told that he, took, he took a loaf of bread, uh, he blessed it, he broke it, and he said, take it, eat, this is my body. And then subsequently, he took uh, the cup of wine and he did the same. He says, take and drink, this is the chalice of my blood, uh, which will be poured out for you for the remission of sins. And then he, he, he made a little statement, uh, which uh, sometimes we're, in, we're inclined to forget. He said, do this in memory of me. In other words, this ritual which I've performed with you uh, here on this day, we want you to continue to repeat it in his name. And in essence, that's what we've been doing for the, for the last uh, 2,000 years, uh, when we assembled to celebrate the Eucharist. We're remembering, we're remembering that event, that event that Jesus did on the night before he died. And when, in a couple of moments, when Father Chenoy says, holds up the host and says, this is my body, which is given for you, and then holds up the chalice and said, this is my blood. He continues to repeat those words which were used, which were used 2,000 years ago. And so I think perhaps we might rightfully ask ourselves the question, you know, um, why did Jesus, why did Jesus do that? Why did he in, in, enact this ritual just before he died? Was there a sort of a sort of a, a, a sort of a last moment kind of decision on his part? Not necessarily so. I think to to get a, a clue to what Jesus was at or where he was coming from, it takes back to, to the first reading uh, from the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is way back telling you the story of, of the ancient Jews, okay? And as you know, the Jews became God's people. He made a covenant with them. And because of that covenant, he was taking them out of Israel, out of Egypt, uh, where there were slaves. He was taking them to the promised land. But there was no easy way to get there, that to go through a desert, and horrible desert. And they were in that desert for 40 years. And uh, it was arid, it was dry, it was full of snakes, and I was going to say snakes and ladders, it was full of snakes and scorpions and all kinds of things. So as they made that journey through the desert, not alone was he their protector, 
also we're told that he fed them food and drink. He gave them water to drink and he gave them this special food called manna, okay? Manna which, which they could pick up off the ground, off the ground every day. And you sort of scratch your head and you say, why did Jesus do this? Or why did, sorry, why did God do that back then? Well, he did it out of love. We believe, we believe that God is love that he loves his people and he is always taking care of them. So in that instance, uh, uh, they were on a journey, okay? He was, they were on a journey from slavery in Egypt to the freedom of the promised land. And on that journey, uh, he was their protector and their guide and the one who helped them every, every step along the way. And that takes us then, of course, to, to, it takes us to uh, Jesus at the Last Supper, and why did Jesus do what he did at the Last Supper? Well, because Jesus, we believe Jesus is God. And so uh, out of love, out of love, he is anxious to help his people. Now, I think Jesus realized that the problem with the future generations wasn't necessarily that they were going to starve for want of food. Rather, I think he, he, as he envisioned the world, it was going to be a world in which was challenging for other reasons the world in which we are living. And we know that the world in which we're living is challenging. Sometimes it's challenging for us to just make it, especially at the moment, we're going through difficult times. So in a sense, the Eucharist, which he established, which he established on, on that uh, night before he died, uh, from his perspective, I think he, he, he saw it as spiritual food, not physical food. He saw it as spiritual food for a spiritual journey, okay? And so that's what the Eucharist is. It looks like bread and wine, uh, but the, the mysterious part of it is we believe that during the Mass, because of the prayers that are said over it, it becomes the body and blood, becomes the body and blood of Christ. Now, having said all of that, so that's what we receive in Holy Communion. That's what our children are going to receive here, here this morning. But you know, during this time, we know that our government has given us a lot of handouts to a lot of, lot of different people, sort of, here's some money to help you along the way. Well, the Eucharist in some ways is a handout, but in other ways, in other ways it's not. Because if we're going to avail of it, then we have to prepare ourselves properly. We say that the Eucharist is ultimately, it's a, it's a, it's spiritual food, as I say, for a spiritual journey. So it's a mystery of faith. So in order to, for us to receive any benefit from the Eucharist, then I think, like, like the Jewish people coming out of the desert, we also have to make a journey, okay? But our journey is not a, a journey out there. Rather, it's a journey in here, okay? So in other words, to appreciate the fact that Jesus is present in the Eucharist, we have to spend time in preparation. We have to, in a sense, uh, re re recollect ourselves. We have to ponder the great mystery. We have to realize that this is something very unique and special which the Lord is given to us. So in conclusion, when we walk up the aisle here and the priest or minister says, body of Christ, and you respond, amen. I think it's very important that that response is not just from the top of your head. Rather, that that response is from truly, truly
truly from your heart, that you truly believe that Jesus is present under the appearance of bread and wine. So at least for this day, as we gather to celebrate the Eucharist, and as you walk up here to receive him in, in, in communion, I just invite you to truly ready your hearts so that when you do receive him, that he can truly touch your life and prepare you for the challenges that you face on, on, on a daily basis. Uh, challenges, as Jesus says, you know, he says, those who, have, who back then who re received the physical food, he says, they ate and they died. But for us who receive this spiritual food, hopefully it's going to nourish us unto eternal life. Amen.